Welcome to the Dose of Happiness podcast with Christy Arno. Each week, we'll discuss how to navigate life's ups and downs and give you tools how to have more gratitude, more joy, which leads to a more fulfilled life. Welcome to this week's Dose of Happiness podcast. Hey, y'all, Christy here. Today, we have with us Brandon Hill, and I am so very excited to have him with us. I am a firm believer that everyone you meet has something to teach you, something to help you open up to the person that you're supposed to be. People cross our paths to teach you, to inspire you, to love on you, to shape you, to help you become the person that God created you to be, if you let them, that is, if you allow yourself to be teachable and moldable. Today, we have Brandon Hill with us, and I'm super excited to have him, and I'm super blessed. Brandon, if you would give us a little bit about yourself, just to kind of open up. Well, I am 51 years old. I grew up in a small uh, Kansas town, Great Bend, Kansas. Um, was always into athletics and art. And so the as a teenager, I was uh, put to work on a highway construction crew. I worked at every summer, long, hard hours where uh, I learned a, a great work ethic because of the hard work that I was started. I worked at... Uh, Every summer up until uh, late teens, I uh, did a stint in college, and it wasn't for me, so I went to uh, construction full-time. Highway construction uh, led me to, I uh, wanted to be around the house a little bit more, so I switched to uh, doing home improvement type construction. Uh, 2003, while installing windows here in Wichita, I got bit by a mosquito and got West Nile virus. Uh, that led to 62 days in an intensive care unit with 45 days on a ventilator, 70 days. I was uh, on a tube feeding tube, nothing to eat or drink by mouth, uh, both arms paralyzed and the rehabilitation took me about a year to fully move my arms. Uh, so I had plenty of time, 62 days or 40, at least 45 of those days, uh, only communication. I couldn't lift my head off the pillow, couldn't move my arms. I could blink my eyes and move my legs. And so the only person I had to talk to through that time was Jesus and God. A lot of prayer, a lot of self-reflection on uh, where my life had been headed and what my priorities were. Because uh, you Things happen in life that you never would expect. Nobody ever expects a mosquito bite to put you on life support. We don't plan for car wrecks or brain tumors or any of the other things that come our way throughout life. Uh, So I was blessed enough to uh, regain function. Uh, Originally, the doctors told me I would probably never move my arms again. Uh, My occupational therapist, which is uh, arm therapists, um, taught me how to move my arms, feed myself, drive everything that you do with your arms. Um, and I would joke with them that I should become one. I'd be the best ever because they would have to move their arms and mine. But uh, as my function returned, I set off to uh, finding the chasing my passion. So I went to Newman. And I became uh, in two years. I became an occupational therapy assistant. Uh, as soon as I became a certified therapist, my very first patient was in my intensive care room of a month. And so that was a very special time for me to be on the giving end of that instead of the receiving end. Um, about three years into working at uh, a cute hospital, 
I decided to go back to school, still in the occupational therapy field, but uh, while working 40 hours and having a family, I went to, back to Newman for another couple of years, got a Bachelor of Biology, and then I did a distance learning program in Texas for three and a half more years to obtain my master's, and I've been an occupational therapist uh, for about four years. Uh, four and a half maybe and three and a half I worked in outpatient clinic but I just didn't feel that my talents were being used like they needed to be so about a year ago I moved to uh, inpatient rehab where now I work with patients of every everything from car wrecks tumors strokes COVID rehab whatever whatever gets you in the hospital I rehabilitate that teach people how to do everything that I got retaught how to tie a shoe and pull up my pants and feed myself. And that's pretty much it. Wow. So I'll tell you when I first met Brandon and Julie, they are the cutest couple. They ooze love, joy, happiness. They celebrate everything. They're always smiling and they're just, they're a beautiful couple. And you, you know, like when you know, when you get to know people, you really understand how they think and why they do the things they do. Right. So when you initially meet somebody, it's all about, you know, we're married, we have this many kids, you know, but when you really understand, like when, when Brandon's talking about this, you understand what drove him to do what he is doing. He is paying it forward now for what he has gone through in his life and he is helping other people. Um, it's, you know, you could have been shaped by your experiences much differently right? You, you could have been a victim your whole life, you know, but instead you're the victor. You, you took the lesson that you learned and it's now a blessing that you're paying it forward to other people. And you're, you're constantly helping others to pull themselves out of it. And guess what? You're an example to them. You're an example to them because of what you've gone through. So you are a living embodiment of what they can actually do and you're helping others. So giving you your purpose, I guess. Um, Definitely. I mean, so people will take having privilege, houses, cars, things like that. We take that often as uh, just the people that we are, the society, we take that for granted. But when it comes to something like uh, you can't scratch your nose when it itches or you can't wipe your behind after you use the toilet, you can't dress skills that you learned at age two or three. That's when you really learn how much we take every day for granted. Anyone that wakes up in the morning, gets out of bed, uses the restroom, takes a shower, dresses themselves and has breakfast, they should fall on their knees and thank the Lord every day because that's blessed right there. A lot of people don't even have those right there. Like we take that for granted. 100%. Absolutely. I'm wondering, so what did you learn? Like what is something that to your core that you recall every day almost on the regular that you learn from that experience? Because there's got, I mean, there's got to be so much, but I'm sure there's something that you want what resonates with us. Well, I would say that I learned what most of us were taught this past year, that life is precious and every day is a gift. And that's why it's called the present. Um, and that relationships are really the thing that we value, that should be valued the most, not belongings, possession, time, time with uh, friends and family and people, 
and uh, just learning to be kinder to others and instead of upset. I mean, we're all, we've all been through a lot, especially this past year together. And uh, there's been a lot of people affected by the pandemic, COVID, and lots of deaths. And, uh, you know, two years ago, many of us would have took all those lives for granted. And now we would do anything to get them back. And so the the way you can honor those that lost their lives uh, is to enjoy the ones that still have them. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I and I wondered the same thing myself. If this, if this next, this last year will change things for people, just like you said, it'll help you refocus on what's really important. And hopefully, it won't be a lost year. I know we say, you know, there's there's commercials where it says 2020 was a lost year. Well, I'm hoping it's not. I'm hoping that we learned the value of what's important, like you just said, and we come out of it better and wiser and more true to ourselves. And exactly like you said, we're the best version of us that we can serve others with our gifts and talents. Um, because before that we were all like on a, just a, you know, just life was just too much, right? It was, it was super busy and it was just go, go, go. And I'm really hoping, like you just said, that this last year helped us slow down and really focus on what's important. What, having gone through what you went through and now, now that we've all gone through the pandemic and hopefully we're post pandemic, what do you think are things people can start doing to come back strong post-pandemic? Well, I think uh, some some things that people can do is definitely don't focus on the negatives. Um, be Try to be positive, optimistic. I uh, know that with the whole change of election and political parties and mask, no mask, vaccinate, don't vaccinate. I mean, there's so many things that are, are, can be controversial, positive and negative. We all have differing opinions. That doesn't necessarily mean that one is, is more so correct than the others. Uh, we just need to learn to listen to each other, but mainly don't focus on the negatives. And, and uh, I'm a believer that of what you emit is what you get back. And so if you're always looking for the negatives about every situation, there's always the negatives are always going to return to you. But if you always focus on the positives, then positivity feeds on itself the same way. Um, then secondly, I think uh, taking care of ourselves. Um, I think as Americans that we have let ourselves go kind of to speak and that we should all incorporate, maybe not everybody exercise. That's uh, oftentimes very challenging, but just activity, walking and being around others, enjoying ourselves. I mean, as we start to get vaccinated and, and the mask things change, then we need to just get out and about and learn that we can get around each other again without fear, like looking at each other, like, oh, you're, you might, like, you could kill me because, you know, I mean, um, if we all take care of ourselves, uh, have better nutrition and exercise, I would argue that the death rate of COVID would be a lot better. Like you're going to be healthier and more apt to fight off those things. Um, and then I believe that having faith is a major, major issue. Um, in my case, if I didn't have faith, I don't know what I would have done. Um, being more or less trapped inside my own body for 45 days. If I didn't have a higher power to speak to, 
I would have probably gone crazy. Uh, and I believe in in miracles, and so I believe that uh, God worked miracles in my life and has chosen me to like my mission wasn't done yet and so he helped me get through it um he allowed me though i mean he didn't just snap his fingers and everything was peachy keen it took a while uh and i believe that it helped me to build personal character through that through that uh trial um and also think that we should be kind to others so right now just for all of our own sake, um, like I said, with the recent switching of political part, now we're getting ready to start uh, coming into larger groups again when we've all been isolated. And um, sometimes that itself can be challenging, you know, as it, same as when we left being in groups to become isolated. Now that people have been isolated, I mean, think of how they punish someone that's in prison, which you're already in a cage. How do they punish those people? They isolate them. And so just being kind to each other, because now we're not used to being around each other. We got to slow down a little bit more still, like you said earlier. Hopefully this year has kind of helped us slow down a little. And you're absolutely right. I hadn't considered that. But so I've been working from home, oh gosh, since, well, here, since March. And so I don't get out much. And then I can tell you over the last couple of weeks, Things have started opening up. People are out and about. And like, I could tell me out, just out driving, I was getting a little agitated. Like there's so many cars. There's so many people. Oh my gosh. Because I wasn't used to it. So I, you just totally realize, I realize that now I hadn't considered that, but I have been so used to not being around people, even myself, that I need to make the adjustment. Okay. This is probably sort of how it was pre pandemic. We were all out about everything was hustle and bustle. I need to adjust how I'm going to respond to the world when I come out of this. And that's the only thing I can control. Definitely. So you are right on there. And I think, I think you are You hit all those right points about health and wellness because this last year, I really think that mental health has probably taken a dive and we don't even know it yet because we were all, you know, in, we were all together in our homes. We weren't, we weren't, you know, out with other people. And so we don't even know the repercussions of that. But like you said, coming out of this, try to come out of this a better person, you know, focus on your health and your well-being and what you can learn, how you can serve others, because I mean, that's the only thing you can control. And we have to be gentle and kind with each other because we're all in this together. We all were this past year. We've all been through this together. Um, I, yeah, even this week I was telling Julie, uh, as far as the the recent mass shooting in Boulder, that what's something we did always oh, we heard a lot about COVID over the last year, but you didn't hardly. I don't believe that I heard about one single mass shooting, and that's because we weren't in masses. And now that we regroup, and people have been isolated, and isolation, I feel, creates a even larger issue than we already had with mental illness, because people are isolated and they don't get the checks and balances that we get when we are in a society around other people. Uh, we start getting our own little crazy world. Absolutely. You're, you are absolutely correct. I remember now that you say that, I remember several months into the pandemic, somebody had said, notice we haven't had any mass shootings. Well, you're right. It's because we weren't together. Now that we're starting to open up, 
it's starting to happen again. You're absolutely right. So, um, yeah, so I saw something on social media right before we met, and I thought it was super ironic. I was like, really? I'm going to write this down. It said, it's never about the circumstance. It's about your state of mind and how you choose to respond to it, which I think is incredible because that goes back to your story. I mean, 70 days paralyzed, you had to relearn everything. That was about you getting to your core about being, what am I going to do? How am I going to get through this? And so you were, you were inspiring yourself. You reached out in your faith. You, you like came through on your own and that was you. I mean, cause you could have, you could have had a whole different mindset. Um, so I, I think, I think you I was just a tool. <laughs> well, he, he was using you. He was using yeah. you. You were, right. you were being used right. for something much greater purpose right. than you had. Anything right. Had. right. Yeah. Definitely. For sure. You are a blessing to so many because you, you're now paying it forward and you're, you're spreading your kindness and what you went through, you're helping others. You are a blessing. You are a blessing. I, I, I tried to be. Closing. Yeah. Well, you are. I tried to be. You are. Right. I was taught that we should all uh, be blessed to be a blessing. And so actually what seems like I'm blessing others is actually what most people don't know is I'm five times blessed more myself. Yes, then, it comes back then, to you. Right, correct. 100%, yes. Yes. So, okay, thank you. I appreciate you. I want to say one thing in closing, which I think sums this up. Um, we've all been through a lot in the last year, and we have so much to overcome, coming back together, more united after the, the pandemic. But Brendan Burchard shared something when he went through a, a very challenging time also many, many years ago. And he said, how I measure my life by daily actions and then even toward the end, I ask myself three questions. I say, did I live, did I love, and did I matter? And like you said, Brandon, focusing on the gratitude you have in life every day, being grateful for something and paying it forward and being kind and giving to others without a question makes, makes it impossible for your life not to matter. And Brandon, you matter and you have helped other people and you continue to help other people so I appreciate you joining our podcast and sharing your story because I think you're going to inspire so many people that are struggling coming out of this right. last year that they can be the light that they're looking for. They just need to be faithful. They need to have perseverance. They need to trust the process and they need to work on themselves. Um, but I appreciate you so very much. You are a blessing to so many. So thank you for spending time with us. And remember friends, when it all possible, Please pay it forward to others.